Hello there. Pull up a chair. There's not going to be really time for a snack today because this is going to be a quick one. I'm working on um, where I've started to go back to for well, know, the last few months, the entertainment part of this deal. And also the early psychological manipulations. That has to do with um, a lot of people talk about Tavistock as being the place that it got started you know, the place where the Beatles were invented and all that kind of stuff. But actually, it goes back before Tavistock. The whole Tavistock-type deal was originally founded in Germany and then ended up in this country. Tavistock was kind of a stopping ground. Tavistock is still there, but it was a stopping ground. So anyway, so uh, what I'd like to talk about today is just something that's coming up right now, and it's called normalcy bias, okay? There's a website that I like a lot, and the reason for it, I mean, it is controlled opposition all the way. Let me look at their name. It's controlled opposition 100%, right? They have several hundred thousand people that follow it. What I like about it, I don't subscribe to hardly any channels on YouTube. Frankly, most of them make my they grate on my last nerve, okay? <laughs> so, um, but this one is good, and here's why. It's called Epic Economist, okay? And what's good about it is that it's interesting in that the people that in the comment section are very interesting. You know, for example, you'll run across people who are actually truckers. I mean, this is where, if you remember when I was doing all the research in Montana, if you can get historical data from what I'm looking at, from actual people who I believe, it's a much, it's a better look at things, right? So you've run into different people. As a matter of fact, I was going around, oh, this last year, I was um, trying to figure out the new NATO location. And I found the answer from somebody there who saw me looking around. See what I mean? Because the people there, there was somebody from Virginia, and it turned out that because the new NATO installation that went in in Virginia, in this country, which people don't seem to be talking about, um, um, yeah, that's how I found it there, because I could not find it in any of the media <laughs> when that little thing slipped into this country, right? Kind of like all those bases from one end of Africa to the next that nobody seems to want to talk about. But anyway, so what's interesting about this are the comments. Um, so you find people there who are just people, like, you know, people who their family might own a livestock place and they'll talk about things going on there. So these comments were interesting, and I thought I'd like to talk to you about normalcy bias, okay, because it's something that you're going to be encountering with more and more people around you. And of course, you're going to have to decide, you know, do you want to continue to warn people or is now a good time to kind of tuck cover and, you know, proceed along, okay. But anyway, this is the advice channel for what you should personally do. I would just like to share with you what I'm thinking about, okay. Because here was a comment. One guy wrote, he said, I have tried to warn both friends and family for years about gasoline and power grid shortages. I did this because I knew it would take years of planning and a lot of money to adequately prepare for these shortages. The time to prepare is now long past. The only thing left is to adapt. <clears throat> okay. And one person responded, I have not been able to convince one person to get prepared. It is like explaining calcul calculus to a goldfish. I had no idea people were that stupid. And then the other person um, said, and they chimed in, and they said, it's called normalcy bias. People are reactive, not proactive. So I thought, well, what's this, react this normalcy bias? Because I did a show, I don't know, months ago about... Um, 
you know, not putting things off, analysis paralysis. I think you remember that one. But this is a little different one because what they were doing, like pre this Tavistock and during that time with their psychological evaluations on us, what they were doing is during war times and stuff, you know, a lot of horrible things were going on. And they were out there in the field agitating these things to observe what our reactions would be. Now, I do not believe that psychopaths really totally understand us, but I do think they understand our reactions in a disaster, if you think about it, because they've had these wars they perpetuated to show us in real time witnessing death and stuff, right? So that is why I believe that this is something that's worth noting, right? Because they have observed us in those situations. But, you know, I've done enough work with psychopaths to know that they certainly are flawed in their thinking about who we are, okay? That's why it's important to know who they are. <laughs> All this time, let's face it, they've known who we are, but we didn't really have much of a clue who they are. So anyway, so normalcy bias is a psychological state of denial. People enter in the event of a disaster as a result of which they underestimate the possibility of the disaster actually happening and its effects on their life and property. Their denial is based on the assumption that if the disaster has not occurred until now, it will never occur. The reason that normalcy bias is so dangerous in the middle of a disaster is that the people who want to deny the event will look to the people who have prepared for the event to help. All of their denial means that they don't have supplies ready for emergency situations, and that's when desperation sinks in. Normalcy bias is a state of mind that develops before the disaster even starts, and it becomes exasperated once the disaster hits. And it went on to say, let's examine the dangers of normalcy bias leading up to a disaster and why it is such a huge threat once a disaster hits. There's this theory of it's not going to happen here. Disasters can happen anywhere at any time, from terror attacks to weather events. Disasters happen every day all around the world. Oh yeah, because they're perpetuating them, right? It's about time we learn to adapt to them, right? While it's impossible to predict when they will all happen, there are some very predictable aspects of natural disasters that can inform how you prepare. So they say certain parts of the United States are known for weather events that occur every year on a seasonal basis. There's Tornado Alley or flooding in the Midwest. And every year there is at least one major hurricane that hits the East Coast. Yeah, aren't they like clockwork, right? There are also Nor'easterners and superstorms that hit, hit every now and again and let's not forget the recent spate of polar vortex weather patterns that dropped records setting low temperatures. There was a big one of those here in the Midwest. Um, and these things are all triggered by, uh, go look at my show about HARP. <laughs> I'm not gonna explain it all to you, the US military's hand. Um, the West Coast is also known for earthquakes. Yeah, I think that, uh, so, I'm not sure about those earthquakes because some of them I think are sonic booms on the water, but anyways, not the time and place for that. But anyway, so, Though they're not a regular occurrence in California, Oregon, Washington are still sitting in the ring of fire, which means that earthquakes and possible tsunamis are always a possible possibility, even though they don't happen often. In fact, many experts claim that California's storied San Andreas Fault is due for the next big one. Yeah, I lived in California. We were 
extraordinarily aware of the possibility of earthquakes. But go look at my show about, uh, I don't know, I can't remember what it was about, but it was about the San Francisco earthquake was likely uh, fire and dynamite. <laughs> so, um, I think they, they do tsunami like things in the water somehow. <laughs> That's how they trigger earthquakes. Um, um, so anyway, so they're talking about the, these earthquakes, right? Now, what they went on to say was, with all of this in mind, it would be hard to believe that there are people in these areas who don't have an emergency plan in case something happens. Earthquakes aside, everything will happen on a season basis, from fires to mudslides, tornadoes, and hurricanes to polar vortexes, and large amounts of rainfall that leads to flooding. These things happen all the time, so why wouldn't it make sense to be ready? Anyone who lives in one of these affected areas, which, which is just about everyone, should have some kind of plan. Yet despite all the evidence and the seasonal nature of these weather events, many people aren't prepared for impending disasters. Yes, <laughs> I lived in California. Um, I, I don't remember the, the number of earthquakes, okay? But one of them was so bad, <laughs> it was during the daytime, and I was in my office, and it was my office was an older building, and it was it it seriously felt like we were on a boat at high sea. Okay, <laughs> that building was moving, and I could see out my window across the street, and the cats that were out there were like bolting across the parking lot. Yeah, so it was really something else. Did I prepare? No. <laughs> what happened was scared the heck out of me, right? Because that was pretty bad. It, it seemed like it went on forever, but it really didn't. But um, naturally, I went home and I checked to make sure my pets were okay. And, and luckily, nothing nothing tipped over. Um, did I prepare? No, I did not. I did not store one gallon of water. I did not um, jimmy up. I was really worried about this one really tall piece of furniture. <laughs> I was worried about that going over. I never jimmied that up after that event. So yes, I was that person, okay? I totally was that person. So you're gonna be meeting a lot of these people in the coming days, months, weeks, whatever this takes, right? thinking while this was um, uploading the, the last segment that um, <laughs> I now live in the Midwest where we have tornadoes. Uh, you'd think I'd be living in the um, basement <laughs> when there was a tornado. Um, there has been a couple that um, hit, one hit five miles away and um, pretty much wiped out an entire small town, okay? And the other one hit three miles away. And that completely, unfortunately, wiped out a small town. I mean, wiped it out to the ground, three miles away from here, right? Um, the, the next time a hurricane hit after the one that was here three miles away, um, I did go to the basement, okay? <laughs> but, um, it took me, what, two or three hurricanes before I finally um, got the sense, so... These are, this is what's going to happen, and we have to remember, just because we're prepared doesn't mean we should be judgy, judgy toward anybody else, because people have a lot of things going on, so this isn't to, uh, you know, make a 
argument for the prepared people are better than the not prepared people, we all should have a great sense of loyalty to each other, no matter who is prepared or not. Okay, so, and let me continue on. I, I, I pull, just pulled a couple of articles that I thought were good. And at the end, I would like to briefly address this um, latest shooting at a school in Texas. I'm not going to go through all the facts, just a couple of things I want to point out. Anyway, so... Um, and when, there's other things that, in many cases, these people, <laughs> including me, right? I'm one of these. I'm one of these people they talk about. In many cases, these people don't actually believe something is going to happen. But I did believe it was going to happen. I just didn't do anything about it, which makes me an even more worse person, right? <laughs> worse, or however you pronounce that word. No matter how many times you tell someone living in the Atlantic coast that hurricanes will happen, they will still deny that they will be impacted. What's more is that many of these people become the ones who think they can ride out a hurricane. They're the ones that ignore evacuation warnings because it's not going to be that bad. So they stay in their homes during floods, and when the water passes, and, the, and when the water passes their ceilings, they're on their roofs with signs asking for a rescue. People suffering from cases of normalcy bias are the ones who look around in the middle of a disaster and claim they had no idea something could happen, no matter how much evidence was there beforehand. Now, I didn't claim nothing could happen. <laughs> I was even worse because, <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, earthquakes, California, tornadoes, Midwest. <laughs> so I can't even claim that I didn't know it, right? Sadly, while these people are lamenting for their situation, they're not making any progress fixing their situation. While they sit around in disbelief that things have fallen apart, they're also looking to see who is going to help them. Why isn't someone helping us? That's why this country has FEMA. Don't worry, they'll be on the streets. My theory for years, the last couple of years, has been um, where will they put those FEMA trucks? Well, we have a Walmart in every dump city of this country here, so I kind of would check your local Walmart parking lot for your FEMA trucks, okay? That, that's where I'd be looking, kids. <laughs> if you're that dumb to not be prepared in this country, that's going to be people's only outlet, okay? So just just think carefully, okay? Those trucks are still rolling. So anyway, so uh, they don't believe it's going to happen. They're the ones that ignore evacuation. Uh, people suffering, yeah, they look around. People suffering from cases of normalcy bias are the ones who look around in the middle of the disaster and claim they had no idea. Sadly, while these people are lamenting their situation, they're waiting for help. The challenge of people who suffer from normalcy bias is that they're the ones caught unprepared in the middle of a disaster. Rather than prepare, they prefer thinking that it won't be that bad and nothing will happen to them. And as soon as things take a turn for the worse, they learn how wrong they are and start pointing fingers. Yes. This is going to be a, well, they've already got everybody pointing fingers between two different divisions. Every, everybody's divided point, pointing fingers, so I don't think anybody needs help in learning how to point fingers in this country, right? A classic example of this is when people who ride out hurricanes, hurricanes discover that there is no food or emergency services available during the storm, and in the immediate afterwards, their first inclination is to ask why no one is helping them. Well, to be very fair here, okay, and I want us to approach this in a very fair, not fear-based deal, okay, because we need to have compassion for all of the rest of us, okay, and um, a lot of people, because 
this somehow, and I'm not going to try to figure it out today, okay? <laughs> but somehow, people in this country, and I don't know about other countries, but maybe this country more specifically, have been programmed to believe with all of their hearts and minds that the government is our friend. <laughs> they, they truly believe, you know, that... You know, they can't even imagine the military turning on people, right? That happens in third world countries, right? But what they don't realize is that it's going to happen here, right? So this is going to be a pretty huge problem with when the denial, um, well, when the reality hits and there's no way around it, right? So, yeah, because um, it, it, it's going to be something that's going to hit people. Um, and I'll just talk about this um I've already explained enough about that. Here's what I think is going on with this Texas shooting, okay? You know, they pull these things as psyopses, okay? And this one is kind of interesting, so we'll have to kind of see what happens with it. But they pull out all the stops. Um, you know, they're talking about Grandma was shot in the face by this kid. Um, then they're, they're, they're stirring up as much agitation. Now, I'm not going to go into the whole case. I'm just going to tell you my, my quick views on the whole thing. So you can go and then go take a look for yourself to see why I'd be saying this, right? Um, it's, it looks like a psyops. Um, what, here's how I see it happening. Um, small town in Texas, um, probably a crime scene they could pretty well control, right? Because a lot of the parents were border patrol agents. So, and I, I, am not trying to make light of anything. Okay. I hope it, I hope it was a psyop. So I'm not, so I won't be joking around. Okay. Because this would be tragic if it wasn't. Do I believe that they could possibly kill some kids? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> Why wouldn't I, right? Um, but anyway, so this event in Texas is telling me several things. One is that they're just trying to cause more dissension between the people who want to hang on to their guns and the people that don't. Well, you, you need to remember that during this whole thing, for the minute this country started shutting down here, well, the gun shops and liquor stores were two places that were deemed necessary to, to stay open. Okay, so, um, so the facts are the facts, right? So there, there's a lot of talk about guns, and I believe, and I will say what I believe for a very long time, okay, that they're going to be setting up a, a deal between the gun people and the uh, other people. And um, this would be one way to inflame that, and what they're doing in this case is they say that there's 22 people that were killed, but what's interesting about it, the whole crime supposedly starts out with the grandma being shot in the face, right? Pretty dramatic to think about that, right? And then um, kid goes along and then goes and kills all these kids at school. But before the kids in the school get killed, there's a barricade. The cops are holding back screaming parents. The cops supposedly bump. You know, the whole thing is starting to smell like, um, well, well, it's starting to smell like a setup, okay? Because uh, you, they bring the kids into the picture. You know, nobody wants to think about kids being murdered in the in, in their in their schoolroom. Um, and then they're, of course, focusing on the parents out screaming in the parking lot. And then the cops were in the parking lot acting like they're going to tase the parents. I mean, it, it, it's, it's crazy, right? But it looks to me like it's 100% CIA psyops. Um, that's what it looks to me. But it, it's really to continue to sow dissension. So what I'm saying is that people are pretty trigger-happy trigger, trigger happy in their minds as far as uh, these things can trigger a lot of emotions. And people in this country have lived through a lot of stress and all, all, all these shootings. I, I don't even remember. There, there's hundreds of shootings per per year in this area. I, there's probably 30 or 40 school shootings already this year, okay? Um, so, yeah. So, I think the whole goal is to continue pinging and getting people more stressed out and stuff. So, the higher the stress level gets, the more 
anxiety will be all around all of us. So I'm just interjecting this short show just to have you think about things because there's going to be a lot of people who are people exactly like us because I was that person, right? Now, naturally, I'm not sitting here unprepared, of course. (laughs) By the time 2019, by the time the first month I started talking about this publicly, I think I, I, I I recorded my first show about this virus being a psyops the first week in February of 2019. Um, but by that point, by February 2019, um, by that point, I already had a year's supply of uh, pet pads in my <laughs> possession and a year's supply of toilet paper. So by the time, you know, everybody got news a couple months later, by the time March hit, I was all set when they started doing restrictions and stuff. So just get on top of things, okay? And remember, this is going to be an experience. And remember, they're also making this up as they go along. So a lot of compassion is due. A lot of compassion is due for all of us, toward yourself and toward others. So anyways, so be safe out there. Goodbye for now.